0: Welcome to the Tudor Dixon podcast. If you've listened to this podcast before, you have probably heard me say that I live with four Swifties, which means my daughters are big Taylor Swift fans. And I've heard these conspiracy theories lately, which I just I I mean, we're gonna kinda dig into this because I think it's crazy. The conspiracy theories that say she is in a fake relationship with Travis Kelsey, and like there's this whole long calculated plan to get young people to vote for Joe Biden so somehow they convince this woman who's a billionaire and can do whatever she wants, you know, for the votes for Joe, you're going to date this guy. Give me a break, but okay, we want to dig into this. I wanted somebody to understand who understands this in a different way to (laughs) chat about this. And I noticed someone online, Who is also conservative, but saying, I'm not going to come out and trash Taylor Swift. I'm just not going to do it. And and this person actually comes from a place of having experience with her, with her family and that I thought was fantastic so I'm happy to say that we have Ray Stevens better known as Ramblin' Ray Stevens, an award winning country radio and talk show host here with us today to talk all things country music and politics he's been a fixture for decades at US 99 and WLS in Chicago still hosting a daily show at Drive Chicago WLS but now also hosts his own show on KCMO talk radio 95.7 95.7 FM and 710 a.m in Kansas City so that's a whole nother connection to this story and I wanted to welcome you welcome you on Ray thanks for coming on
3: uh, that's a long uh, that's a long intro yeah you know it's funny I, I had a, a pretty storied country music career. And the reason I got out of the country music industry was, one, because of the direction of the music and and the way that uh, radio was kind of treating me, because they asked me not to share my views on the radio. Mm. And, uh, you know, being a radio station in Chicago, Democrats everywhere here, uh, and then having Barack Obama as the president, uh, I was told to to hold back on my opinions. Um, I was too conservative for the format. And I'm like, we are talking about pickup trucks hunting and bonfires and drinking beer. Let me be one I am. And that's when I made the decision about uh, almost 10 years ago now to Vamanos and get into talk radio, which has been, it's been, uh, it's enlightening and it's liberating. It's really cool.
0: Well, I mean, this is no surprise that the the liberals tried to get you to stop. I mean, we are remembering Toby Keith and his life this week because we obviously just lost him in the day after We lost Toby Keith. The liberal media did this horrible obituary just attacking him for his views on on the flag and calling him this this fake conservative never served. And you just think of this and you're like, this guy, what a genuine guy for these people to attack. I mean, you've had some some life experience with Toby Keith, right?
3: Oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, I actually consider Toby a, a friend of mine. I, I uh, started to have a lot of success in country radio in the early 90s and through the 2000s, right when he would have been at his peak. And uh, the things that he did, um, you know, when the Gulf War broke out and the, you know, we'll put a boot in your ass. And, you know, it was more about supporting the men and women in uniform, really, than it was about either side politically for him, because he knows and he understood that Nashville was a liberal sewer as far as the music industry. And that's just a fact. And that's what keeps me from getting a big paying morning show gig on country radio again, because I'll call it out for what it is. He didn't like the way it was going. He had a success. He started his own business. But it wasn't about politics with him when it came to the USO tours that he did and the US, USO tours that he led he was about the men and women that suited up for this country and that supported our country and uh he he um took a lot of consternation if you will for not ever really letting anybody know whether he was a republican and or a democrat and uh and for for the left to do that to him is silly because he never identified as such but that just goes to show that if i that if I put a flag on my house or if I wear a flag on my shirt, I'm some kind of lunatic, jingoist, redneck, uh, you know, flag waving supporter of this country. What's wrong with that? I don't understand what's what's wrong with supporting the country and flying. We can fly every other flag. What's wrong with flying the American flag? I just don't understand.
0: You know, I will say I almost have more respect for him that he wouldn't come out i think that there are places where we know we have a lane and this is our business and we do this really well and i think that is that has been sort of devastating when it comes to art lately because you see movies and you see, I mean, in 2020, I think all of the Marvel, all of the people that are in Marvel movies or the majority of people in Marvel movies, they did this long video that was all the reasons you should not go out and vote for Donald Trump. And I think for those of us, I mean, you're alienating half the country, right? Half right. the country's like, well, wait a minute. I love the way you entertain me. I love your skill. I love your gift. But this this turns me off. And maybe that's why you see all of this brouhaha over Taylor Swift, because we've heard a rumor she's going to come out and endorse Joe Biden. But you hear these stories like, honestly, this conspiracy that she she's not really dating Travis Kelsey. This is a whole conspiracy to get people into the NFL. And then like this bait and switch of they're going to fall in love with the story and then they're automatically going to vote for a Democrat. Right. How bizarre. But
3: but, but, but I I, I you know, I've, the reason I'm on this show, your podcast is because of my post that I put on social media the other day, and and what it basically boiled down to was this is I said, listen, i'm I'm a, a fan of Taylor Swift. I've known her since she was thirteen. I was one of the very first guys to ever play her song on the radio. I know her mother, I know her father. Uh, I know that she was brought up on a Christmas tree farm in Pennsylvania um i know the guy that made her career scott borchetta is a personal friend of mine and um i just wanted people to know that if you expected to come to to the show that i do on kcmo and and my morning show partner or my morning show host and, and program director of the station is a taylor swift supporter as well because listen we've got to do better Then worrying about this grand scheme Mm, that this is set up or that Taylor Swift is influencing all these young women and and not even young women, 40-something-year-old women. Who are the women that can actually afford the tickets to go to this damn show, this heiress tour, or the show when it came out in theaters? My girlfriend is 40 years old. If she watches this, she'll be mad at me for saying that. She's a (laughs) smart, conservative, Christian woman, uh, Christian principles and values. She owns a small business. Um, and, and there is no way in hell she's going to vote for Joe Biden because she sees it in her checkbook. She sees it in the groceries we buy. She knows what it costs to fill up our car, our boat. She knows what it, the economy that Bidenomics has done to us. And I think we need to give conservatives and you also need conservatives that are mad at me for supporting and, and, and sticking up for Taylor Swift. Do a better job. Do a better job of, of how you're going to get your message across, because. What I got the the, the visceral uh, reaction I got from this innocuous dumb social media post was, MAGA supporters, which I'm one of, <laughs> yelling right. at me, yelling at me, telling me what I'm doing wrong, and that, that it, it's everything you just said it was, and that she's gonna she's gonna ruin uh, she's gonna ruin our world, and she's a horrible person. I, I, I don't see it that way. And if and if all these people are so worried about a young lady, they're the same ones that are moaning about her being shown on TV, which she has no control over. We, as conservatives, need to do a better job. And we can't do it by yelling at each other on social media. I had guys from Canada wanting death threats. I mean, I got death threats because finally I shut the comments off on the post because my social media, and I know you know, as a, as a conservative man in America, I'm supposed to just let people on to anything that I do and let them speak their
0: mind. <laughs> right. I know this exact feeling. I mean, I and, feel like you're talking to me and I'm like, yes, yes. I Yeah. I My social
3: media isn't a place for America to come crap on me. That's just, that's, I'm not going to let that happen. My family looks at it. My daughters are on it. I have influencers. I make money on it. So I will shut off posts. And if that offends you, don't follow me. I don't care. I have mm-hmm. enough friends. But do a better job of getting out locally going to your school board meetings going to your village hall meetings getting involved in your county politics and talking to people as a rational human being instead of yelling at them and shouting them down and trying to cancel them because that's what the other side does
0: well let me tell you the really hard truth about this and people are not going to like me saying this either if taylor swift wanted donald trump in office there would be such an embrace of Taylor Swift right now. Everyone would be talking about how wonderful Taylor Swift is. And I got to tell you, I walked into, we had a Republican women's meeting the other night, and it's like 75 people there. They're all asking questions about you know, what we're going to do in 24. And then inevitably someone's like, oh, Taylor Swift is a problem. And I said, Like, what do you not like about Taylor Swift? Well, well, we, you know, why would we like her? And I said, well, let me tell you why I like her and why my girls like her. I was like, because she's a girl boss. And if you take out politics from this, this is a woman who is in a very male dominated industry where women just get run over and they tried to do that to her. They took her whole catalog and she beat them at their own game and she became like what the highest paid female artist there is out there. I mean talk about someone in a position where she could have easily been taken advantage of. She could have easily said, okay, there's nothing I can do. And she fought back and she won and she's been a massive success and she's not dirty. She's not out there half naked all the time. She's not swearing in her songs. Like, what do you hate about this woman? This is actually someone that, okay, you don't like the way she's going to vote. But other than that, your girls can look at her and and she can actually be someone that is a model of a tough woman who's been able to do something with her talent and fight back against a bad industry, bad people who yeah. were willing to hurt a woman in this industry, and they were like, ah, oh. it's almost like what can we say about that? If right. she were on our side, we would absolutely lift Take her it. up and say this is amazing.
3: You you might not like Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback, but you want him on your team. I get. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally understand it. And and, and again, I just think that, that, you know, as if you are a conservative Republican and you want to see the office go back to whoever it's gonna be, forty five, um, you just just do it listen, the guy ran the country like a boss, okay? He, everything was better under Trump. We can't argue that. But we also can't settle for crap border policies and, and, and pork thrown into this latest budget bill that's just right. a piece of garbage. We can't do that. So don't settle. And, and, and I don't want to get off on that whole tangent, and I'll get back to Taylor, but you're right. She didn't take uh, um, uh, Scott Borchetta and, uh, and uh, gosh, the other name escapes me right now, um, the, the big music guy. She didn't take him to court. She didn't argue with him. She, as you said, she did something different. She thought she was smart. She went after him. She decided to do Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and her audience, and I think that's what scares conservatives is, her audience is going to listen to her.
0: Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast.
5: Listen to on purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: It's funny because it truly does have an influence, and that's this that's why people are scared. Because my girls will be like, you know, my oldest will be like, well, this is Larkin's version. And you know, they talk in terms of Taylor yeah. Swift, but they see her as someone that was incredibly powerful. And and one day we were I was listening to the news in the morning before school, and they said something about Taylor Swift may come out and endorse Joe Biden and one of my girls goes is she a Democrat and I was like it doesn't it doesn't matter and and I could tell they were like oh oh no and like kind of looking at me for permission I'm like she's an artist you like right. her art it doesn't right. matter
3: well you know and that's so hard for people to separate and and my girls uh, and and Taylor's been very good to my girls I've, I've, I have known Taylor Swift since she came around and uh, when she would come to town well, uh, she would always send me a note, "Hey, I want to I want to see your girls. Make sure you bring them. Let's go backstage." She would remember their names, she'd touch their hair, "Oh, you're so beautiful." She would lift them up. And anybody that has a daughter, any dad that has a daughter, if you're worth your salt. You understand what that means to a young lady? Mm-hmm. Because this thing that we call social media is ruining our kids' lives. Mm-hmm. We're all on it, don't get me wrong. We're all doing it, but you know, the social expectation for for girls and for what they're supposed to look like and what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to act. A group of people that think that they should be married by 19 and they shouldn't have their own lives and they should live in a man's world. I think that's what makes people nervous of her because she does it her way. She doesn't need any guy to to tell her what to do, how to live her life or anything like that. And the only guy that gets behind something where they're pissed off because Taylor's on TV, or they're mad because Taylor might vote for Joe Biden, I don't think she will ever come out and endorse him. But get over yourselves, because that's a guy that doesn't have a healthy relationship with his wife, because she is probably, you know, in a co- in a corner cowering because this guy has got such a small wiener that he can't allow women to have their own stuff and have nice things, as Taylor would like to say. Man, we got to get past that.
0: I literally just it. had this conversation today of like, stop telling women you have one lane, stay in it, because that's not my lane. No. And if you, if that's the lane that you choose to say that as conservatives, women have to be in this one lane, that we used to be the party of like, you get to choose. We don't want right. government telling you what to do. You don't have to have anybody telling you what to do. Like, you can do whatever you want. And here I came up as a conservative, and I got married in my 20s, but I worked my butt off in my career before I had kids. We didn't have kids until we were in our 30s. After we got married in our early 20s, we waited because I wanted to have a career. And now I have people on the conservative side saying, you should put your career off. I wouldn't have run for governor. And, you know, running for governor taught me so much about our country and what we need. And gosh, I certainly hope there are a lot of women out there who are willing to put their life on hold, go out there, run for office and win, you know, that that to me is powerful. But the people on in our movement who are telling women you have one role, I I can't speak against that enough.
3: Well, I can tell you one thing that you running for governor taught me you should have won because God (laughs) help Michigan. I mean, my goodness. But, uh, you know, again, I just come back to this time and time again. I, I I believe in conservative principles. I believe that we need smaller government, not bigger government. And I am involved and, and I'm here to tell you that if you are involved in Illinois politics as a Republican, mm. it's like beating your head. It's it's kind of like doing a conservative talk radio show in Chicago. It's like
0: beating your <laughs> you head really against know this. the wall.
3: It's like beating your head against the wall. And and uh, um you know I get frustrated because I understand that Chicago is a, such a big, big city, and it does influence a big state. But man, once you get thirty miles outside of Chicago, whether it's mm-hmm. north, south, east, or once it is a red state influenced by a blue city, and somehow we've got to change that. I don't know how that happens, but it will happen in grassroots levels. And you got to get involved, and you got to know what's going on. And instead of getting mad at me, a, a guy that uh, that had nice things to say about a young lady um instead of getting mad at me do something and use that energy and channel it to something that will matter because fighting on the internet is never ever gonna work it will never work it just makes us look like fools and i don't have time for it man my life's too short to work to get in i am not going to get in arguments uh on social media i'm not candace owens man my 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 freaking life and when i when I shut off my stuff, I, I just want to go back to living my life now when i 'm on the radio or when I make some statements i I, I hold onto to that i 'll stand by it but man i i want to be i want to be fishing on my boat, I want to be hunting in the woods, and I want to just live my life. But if I can help somebody see something in a different way that maybe makes them think about why my gas is so expensive, why i 'm losing a job to somebody that's not from this country, why u s deal mm-hmm. Is shutting down because we put such regulations on business large and small in this country everything gets shipped overseas why i'm having electric vehicles shoved down my throat when it's the most ridiculous and preposterous preposterous uh, um, uh, plan ever but it's it, it helps china it doesn't help us if i can help people see those things then i think at the end of the day we're doing okay but i want you to make your own decisions i'm just here to you know hopefully get you to see it my way
0: I think that you're you are almost more powerful when you do that, that you almost are. Well, I guess not powerful, but believable when you are in this and you say, "Okay, look, I'll talk to you for this period of time, but I've got a life. And that was something that, you know, we've had all of these differences online in the past few weeks. You've got supposedly the Iran might step down from the RNC and then you have all these people come out and talk about it. And I was looking, I remembered somebody had tweeted something and went back to look for it. And I said to to my husband, I'm like, Oh my word, I went back to look for this person's tweet. They tweet every 15 minutes. I mean, imagine <laughs> it's you're imprisoned in yeah. social media.
3: Yeah. And, and I kind of felt that with my tweet over the weekend, because I, I support some some uh, local businesses uh, my uh, my girl has a, a small business ShopSustainableGrace.com, for all your soy candle and non-toxic candle needs um, and I wanted to protect them from the visceral that was mm. being thrown at me so um, it, you know it, it just it just makes zero cents for me to have to check my phone every 10 minutes, every I'm supposed to be snowmobile racing on a weekend like this. We haven't had any snow for that. But I, I, I just <laughs> thought to myself, I don't have the time or the energy. And, and it doesn't support my cause in any way to just sit here and answer everybody. It doesn't do me any good. It doesn't make my life better. It's not making their life better. Why am I going to do it?
0: No, but what a good message, honestly, because I think that we've we've kind of, and maybe on both sides, but I think on our side especially, we've put out this message to young people that to be involved in politics means to have a presence on social media in a big way and to constantly engage. And I think that I honestly believe that's an unhealthy weight because that's not having an effect. It's not it is not changing things. To if you want to be involved and you wanna talk to folks and you wanna do the the work on the ground, get involved in a local chapter somewhere, talk to people, figure out what you can do in your local community because the local politics are the ones that are really the most important to your immediate life. And and that's where young people could get involved and not be addicted to their phones. But it really is creating a society where we don't look at each other, and it's really easy when you're not looking at someone in the eye to say nasty things to them, right. isn't it?
3: Yeah, we've got a we've got a whole group of, of, of millennials in this country that they, they take their parents to job interviews. They do.
0: It's ridiculous. Right. And I just yeah, heard this.
3: Yeah. My I okay. My oldest daughter is 28. My youngest daughter is 19. My son is 25. My son uh, is a uh, he is a mixed martial artist a uh, former college football player, he's a hunter, he's a fisherman, he is as conservative as conservative can be. And he asked me, he said, Dad, hey, can you do me a favor when you do your social media? Don't post me up in any of it. I don't want to be part of that. <laughs> he's one of these rare kids that would rather be in a field uh, or in his tree stand every afternoon after he gets off work than, uh, than, than being on social media or having his head down into his phone. And when he shakes your hand, you know it. And, and and he laughs. He's he's because he. I was telling him about this this Facebook post, and he's like, you know, the funny thing is, there, that he goes, I know you. He goes, and and there's three quarters of these guys wouldn't say that to your face if their life depended on it.
0: Right. You
5: know,
3: guys calling me out, they're gonna kick my ass for sure. You are. You know, I mean, I've had my ass kicked a couple times, but I've won more than I haven't. But it's stupid that we get to that. It, it's dumb that we're to that point. I have a a, a friend that joins me every. Uh, Wednesday on kcmo in kansas city john ashcroft he's the secretary of state he's running for governor uh, he went to a event last night which would be tuesday night um, and it was a support israel event in kansas city uh palestinian uh, uh pro-palestinian protester took him almost to the ground got in a scuffle with him oh didn't know who goodness. he was so now you got this guy that's here you know, who knows what his deal is, but now he's going to be charged with assaulting a, uh, you know, an elected official, not just some Joe Schmo on the street, but where is it that it has to become physical? And and, and if that's where we're at in this country, man, the, uh, the horse is out of the barn and I don't know how we get it back in.
0: Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast.
5: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: We just heard, I think it was what, out of D.C. they said, we can't prosecute our way out of this situation with all of these uh, carjackings and shootings, and they killed people over last weekend. And... You know, I think it was like the, the DA or someone came out and said, like, oh, well, we can't prosecute our way out of these crimes. But yeah, no, actually, that is what you do. Yeah. And you asked me before we got on the air what I thought of the decision that was made this week on the Crumbly case, the the boy who went into the high school and shot four and, and killed four students in Michigan and Oxford. And the mother was convicted of manslaughter. And I have to say that. I know there's a lot of legal controversy over controversy over this and people are like, well, "What? what could this mean for parents? But I do think that as parents, we have a great responsibility, especially if you have weapons in your home. And that, to me, it is so critical. We've had a, a family on here who lost their son, who went to a friend's house and they had a weapon that was unsecured and they were playing with it and the boy ended up shot in the head. And it oh. obviously... Those are and and in Oxford, you have four families that have lost their kids and and their lives are forever changed. And that is something that is I I cannot even imagine the devastation of, of having that happen. And so I do think when I look at that case, I'm like, you know what, maybe this is what it takes because those parents had every sign. And obviously, this is a special case. They had the evidence there that mom and dad knew and they chose not to take him home that day. But they had every sign and they allowed him access to a deadly weapon.
3: You know, it, it's slippery slope when, when when we hold other people accountable for other people's actions, I get that. But, ostensibly, when these two went to the school to talk about what was going on with their son, um, the school told them that day, and I give kudos to the school if this is true, uh, and, and supposedly it is. The school administrator, whoever that was, said hey your your kid's got some issues here we can get you immediate help today why don't you get them over to this uh counselor or whatever it is today and the dad and mom both said again this is uh this is alleged this is what's in the report that uh, they were too busy they had to go back to their job and uh and you know the kid went back to school and now we know what happened Um, and the prosecution argued that the mom was more interested in her horses and her extramarital affair than she was looking after her kid now all I can do is look at you know my life, the way that I work it with my family, and the way that that I, I've raised my kids. All three of my kids have weapons; they're all concealed carry holders. Um, and and I wouldn't say that my daughters are conservative. I'd say they're probably leaning liberal. I'm working on them. I'm trying <laughs> every day. You know, when they complain about what things cost, and I go, "Well, gee, why do you think it is that way?" That's how I get to these guys. But my son. You know, my son gets it. And, and uh, um, I, I always would tell him from the time he could drive or the time he knew that he was a skilled wrestler, football player, mar- mixed martial arts guy, I'd always tell him, buddy, you have a responsibility being that you're trained, that you can't go out and get yourself into trouble. And would you please, whatever you do, don't break your mother's heart. And that's always kind of how I could control him because he loves his mother so much. I would try to just say, do not break her heart. I knew that when he took my vehicle out, or when he took out the, the vehicle that Grandpa gave him, that it was in my name. Being a radio personality, TV guy here in Chicago or KC, that that could mean bad things for me. So I take out umbrella policies, right? I understand that I need to indemnify and protect myself because of what a stupid kid might do. Now, same thing goes with my gun. My gun uh, safe. You know, before he could have the combination to that safe, I had to understand that he was mel- mentally fit. And and could you know, because every kid runs into a problem where they're pissed off at the world about something, and a mm-hmm. hole gets a wall, uh, a, a punch, uh, a punch into a wall puts a hole in a wall. I can't have that mentality with somebody around a weapon. So I, I think there's a balancing act there. We as, as responsible people, and I'm a two A guy, but we have to be responsible. And I guess you, I guess you gotta be, uh, you gotta watch the warning signs. That's the bottom line. I think this family knew something was wrong. But how many times in our lives have we seen something that that was odd and we didn't say something about it? So, you know, no, I, don't I mean, that's what
0: you're... I'm saying. Maybe it's Monday morning quarterbacking. Maybe yeah, we're looking yeah. at it and mean, we're going, we well, it was obvious. That,
3: if we say something, does that make us Karen's? I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's it is. It is something that's going to be interesting to see where they fall on the uh, on the uh, uh, sentencing of that case.
0: Right. I know. I know. That'll be, we'll have to talk about that again once that happens, because I I am interested to see it. I do think that it, I mean, in this case, it's one of those situations where if you're a parent and you are are looking at this case and you're going, man, you know what? I'm afraid Johnny is a little too upset. Maybe we get a a gun safe. Maybe we lock it up. Maybe we have this conversation. You know, even if it's something where, the kid can't get access to it unless you are with the child. I mean, really, why should a high school kid have have unfettered access to a weapon like that? Knowing that, like you just said, I think we as parents know that one day can be devastating for a kid, and the next day is fine. But you got to get them to the next day.
3: You know, and and I think it goes back to to what's going on in our schools, what's going on with our kids. Mm. Um, you know, we have a we have a, a group of of adults now that have been raised with the everybody gets a medal uh philosophy and you know we can't hurt somebody's feelings everybody everybody gets along and i and i think that's a flawed ideology i mean it's cool to be a great human being and to be nice to people i get that but not everybody's going to get along and i always say you know you don't go out in the woods and see uh, coyotes hanging out with rabbits i mean the rabbit gets eaten so I, i i don't you know, I don't mean to sound like we as a, as Americans or as people should have some kind of pack mentality, but it's OK that, uh, that somebody might do that. Somebody pisses you off and you don't like them. It's OK that you don't have to hang out with them. I don't have to have a virtue signaling sign in my yard that says hate has no home here. Well, it shouldn't have it anywhere. And, <laughs> and it, 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 it gets me into a whole other conversation about. What a freaking hate crime is, because any time you commit a crime or you beat the hell out of somebody, there's probably some hate <laughs> involved there. But I just I just think we've got to get back to, to paying attention, teaching that, uh, that you know, all of this nonsense, you know, the school can tell you that if you're a fire hydrant, you can identify as a woman and have a baby. Um, it just makes no sense to me anymore. And somewhere there's been a mental breakdown in our society that's got people doing weird things. And I think it starts at home. I think we've got to raise our own families. I think we've got to pay attention. You know, I don't want the school to tell my kid what flag he should be or how do you feel and what do you identify as today and what are your pronouns. F that, man. You know, get back to being normal. And, and I think we, we, we become a society of, of people that, that at least can respect and handle each other. If you want to live your life as a, as a gay or a lesbian woman, I don't care. I mm-hmm. don't care. Do what makes you happy, but let me be me, let me you know have my values, and don't shout me down. And 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 that is where I think this this whole thing is out of control. And and I think the left is as bad as the right, and the right is as bad as the left at the visceral that we display towards each other anymore. And sometimes I get done doing my show, and I I just want to throw my hands up and and try not to drink a handle of Tito's.
0: No, I mean that is honestly why we had you on today to talk about the Taylor Swift thing, because to me we are doing more damage to the the conservative brand by going after Taylor Swift. I'm like, you are just shedding votes right now. Whoever thinks that this is a good idea, that you are suddenly going to bring a lot of people over and this is going to help win the presidential election in November, you are nuts.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I've got people saying, well, you're not a conservative. And I'm like, well, if, if I don't fit your mold of being a conservative, right? I don't care. I'm not, you know, I'm not here to... There's a million radio stations you can listen to. So far, I've had a pretty good career at doing what I do. It speaks for itself.
0: Um, It it has been... I have to say, it's been really fun having you on here. I think you're fantastic. I'd love to have you back. I think everybody should listen to you. Tell people where they can, just in case they don't know.
3: Every day you can stream at uh, KCMO.com. KCMO is in Kansas City. Uh, I do a lot of work for... Uh, Fox TV in Chicago. I was the uh, regular contributor out of Chicago to Tucker Carlson until Fox made the brilliant move of getting rid of him. Um, but uh, I think you like what you hear and I will make a promise that uh, I'll have you on this, on my show sooner rather than later.
0: Oh, that would be great. Ray Stevens, thank you so much for being on today. Oh, it's great. Thank you. Yes. And thank you all for joining us on the Tudor Dixon podcast. As always for this episode and others, check out tutordixonpodcast.com. You can subscribe right there or head over to the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and join us next time on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Have a blessed day.